Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome to podcast 2187. I think this is episode 129. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is, and I'm going to go with it. And that's great, because that means next week is episode 130. Is this one? The juice has been captured. <laughs> I know. Did, did you see the title? Did you I did. See the title? The follow- I know. Is the follow-up to the juice is loose. <laughs> the the right. juice has been remanded to custody. <laughs> <laughs> so, no longer a threat. No longer an imminent threat. So first thing I, I want to say real quick, as a follow-up to the juice is loose, is that <laughs> we have nothing... As far as like the you know the all the conversations about the title and Anthony Daniels tweeting and all this stuff, right? We, we still got nothing. Was there a new resistance? There was. Oh, we got we got one Star Wars thing. We got yeah. one. Mark. We got one because of Mike watched Resistance. I did. There you go. We got we got maybe a half hour. I don't know how much I can milk out of this. That <laughs> and, uh, and uh, a little piece of Gorenson a Gorenson interview that I that oh. I missed. Uh, about John Williams and and the Mandalorian. So hey, hey, there's a title you have to use with his name now. Oscar winner. There you go. Ludwig Göransson. Go on. I just had to stick that in there. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, I, or what? Are we starting now? <laughs> sure. Talk talk about resistance. Whatever you, you haven't wanted. even introduced us. Yes. Everybody knows who we. Okay, Mark. Hi. Yo. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. How about you? <laughs> Well, I'm a little, uh, little feeling demoted here as host because you're making me introduce you. But you know, I whatever. am that important. Uh, I do. I am multiple uh, people on this podcast. You may not know it, but a lot of the people on this podcast—that's <laughs> true. Except for except for Pringles, all of our guests are just you. Yeah, true. Mostly yes. Undeniable. And Jared. Very happy to be talking to you. How are you doing? Uh, is uh, yeah. how does the well, dude put it? Strikes and gutters, ups and downs. And, and you know what? The, the juice has been captured, so you have to be at least somewhat okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm not on high juice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Mark. I've entered. Oh, and I, I, hey, Tim, I, can you I'm, talk like I'm a Tim. leprechaun all episode? Talk about what? Can you talk like a leprechaun all episode? That's what I thought you said. No. Is it in preparation oh. for uh, St. Patrick's Day? Like, that, sure. that's not a thing that I can do. Why not? Didn't you ever attend community theater? Were you ever I, in drama? Not as a leprechaun. What were some Have of the I classes? talked before about yeah, that? Well, I don't know. What, what were some of the classes you guys were in in, in uh, school? Electives, obviously. When I, I, when I was a little, when I was a wee little uh, Jared. Oh, you wee uh, little Jared. Really. My, uh. <laughs> My my folks noticed that I did accents all the time, like uh-huh. after we saw movies and whatnot. And like I think uh, one night my parents were, I think they were going to a big play, uh, the auditorium in Phoenix, like like the like the you know traveling off Broadway shows we go through and whatnot, and the shows that they local uh, theater bigger theater companies would put on, and. Like at one point we ended up watching South Pacific late at night and I got really into it and would like sing all the songs from South Pacific, uh, including all the songs that were sung by women and, uh, and like wash that man right out of my hair was one I remember off the top of my head. But, uh, and my grandma bought that for me on vinyl. I had that as a, my first 
record was the soundtrack to the South Pacific. But so they put me in theater. So before I was like in public school, when I was in preschool, I was in a, a public, uh, like local uh, community theater production of um, of Peter Rabbit. And oh, I was damn. one of the twin sibling rabbits. I was Flopsy. Flopsy, all right. <laughs> and F- Peter has the twin, the twin siblings of Flopsy and Mopsy. I was Flopsy the rabbit, the bunny rabbit. I don't know uh, if I can stick with it, but would you be cool if I referred to you as Flopsy for the rest of the episode? <laughs> I would be okay with that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and there was like a yeah farmer and whatnot. But we did, uh, yeah, we did Peter Cottontail, and uh, yeah, that was the first time I was in theater. And then uh, the second time. Well, Where I can't remember the mean? second time. I was, I was going to skip the last time I was in theater. I played the care the uh, caretaker uh, and from Annie. No, in Done to Death. I just want uh, you in Annie. I've never been in Annie, but uh, I did. I was I was in Done to Death in college, and I won an award, and it was super Ooh. satisfying. They had award. an award show and everything. Is best male cameo in a second stage production, and the Holy best shit. part of it was I ran unopposed, and it still was super satisfying. It does not matter that there was no one else nominated, that no one else fit that because no one else could, could compete with you. Yeah, that's exactly why. Um, and, uh, and not that there's just no part that fit that qualification. <laughs> um, was that always a, uh, a category before you? I think so. Or did it so. just create but a category like, to get you an award? I'd like to believe that it was the, the latter. <laughs> that I just had to, had to give me an award. I was too good. Uh, no, um, but like in junior high, my theater people, uh, the theater teachers, um, Butch Bechtel and uh, what, Mrs. Clark was one of her last names. She got remarried at one point, but uh, they were like really into theater and really into big productions. So we would have these huge musical variety shows uh, when I was in junior high, and my, my brothers were in junior high as well. They they put them on, but uh, they'd do a bunch of songs from different musicals and then put on a medley at the end with a medley of the entire musical. So my Seventh grade year, they did Lay Miz, I think. Did you and sing? Then, yeah. Uh, and then the next one was what? Um, oh, Can you sing a little King? bit of Lay Miz? Can you sing a little bit of Lay Miz for me? Oh, I'm trying to remember what I remember off the top of my head. All I can remember off the top of my head is the, the lady who was talking about the castle in the cloud. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. But I don't, I, don't, I don't remember any of the rest of it. I, I knew I knew a little bit of most of it because of the way the man worked, about and I was in the chorus. I mean, obviously, you remember that. Which one? Can you, sing, can you sing a little bit of the Lion King? Oh, come on! You know, like none of it's coming. I know you know that. I do know Kuna Matata. None of it's coming to me though. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Pennies from Heaven was one that I had a solo in. We did the song Pennies from Heaven. Should, uh, should, part of variety. Hakuna Matata be our uh, our, our theme phrase? For uh, you know, podcast two eight seven, and just uh, life in general. That could be our ep- that could be the episode today for yeah. sure. I- I'm pretty sure it's copyrighted. Well, you know, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but copyrighted <laughs> by Disney, which owns Star Wars, so it works perfect. Yeah, who can we can't there say what go. we can't say? Don't worry. Uh, well, I didn't say we can't say that, but yeah, I would like. I oh my gosh, that's that that would be a great sketch. I want that on an episode of. Saturday Night Live or whatever. I want them to do a sketch where it's in court and Disney is suing someone for saying 
no worries. <laughs> like, the, like the guts <laughs> they're taking someone to court. Like, we own the phrase, no worries. Like, no, you guys are <laughs> like, you know, it means no worries. <laughs> Well, I just got to, real quick, I got to go back to something that Floppy said early on. Uh, Flopsy. Relating, Flopsy. Th- see, I said I could, probably couldn't stick to it. Flopsy. Uh, I, am, I am not Floppy. <laughs> absolutely Flopsy. Says something about your parents recognizing your accents that you can do when you were young or something. Just when I was so, a little kid, I would do a bunch well, of accents. Well, you know, that, that's still something. So I wanted to ask Flopsy to provide for us the oh, best uh, accent that, that he had they under his belt. They weren't good. They were like Dick <laughs> yeah, Van Dyke well, level. <laughs> like, like, you, you didn't say they were, but you still, you know, you open that door, Flopsy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there was also what me when I was preschool aged. So I things mean, have changed. Do, do you, you want to give a shot at impersonating Pringles or something? Our, <laughs> no, our famous I could never, I could never uh, do Pringles justice. I'm trying to think of what a good accent is. Uh, well, we all know Mark uh, could not do. do Pringles justice either. No, also true. Santa, I, maybe. Look, look, I could do it better. Here, you know what? You know what's funny, and not to digress, but I've, since I've been on my epic uh, third rewatch of Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage does not do a good accent. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's like Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> like just like I'm going to talk like a fancy person. Right. But like, I don't. You had to bring up Gwyneth Paltrow. I just don't I did. care. I did. Oh, do you guys see that? That's my favorite thing. What, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow announced that she's done after Avengers Endgame. Well, we're, we're, with movies well, or with, with Avengers? You. Oh, with me. Uh, no, no, she's done with Avengers. <laughs> oh, I thought for a second I thought you meant she's done with the movies. I'm like, whoa, that's great news for you. It would be. No, she uh, she announced that, and she keeps spoiling stuff. <laughs> nice. Did you guys see any of the spoilers? No. no. Oh, what, wait, what'd she spoil? Spoilers. You know? Okay, the first time. Know. How bad is it? The first time she said that uh, it ends with a happy ending with her and Tony Stark and a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pretty big, pretty big. But this is the woman who is responsible no, for good of minor details. This is the woman who tells women to put stone eggs in their vaginas and is like, it does stuff. Scientists say so. These stickers are made of material from NASA, and NASA's like, you have to retract that. That is nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with us. Like, she's not a rational human being. But uh, no, then the the newest one was she specifically said, "I'm getting too old to wear the suit, so I'm have to be done with the Marvel movies." And everyone is taking that to mean because of a toy leak before yeah, it so looked like the leak. rescue armor, but it means she's going to be in uh, the Pepper Potts armor from the comics. They rescue uh, the Iron Man rescue armor that is kind of pinkish purple because it's for ladies. <laughs> <laughs> does it does it have boobs? Uh, sort of. It has more boot. It has mu- the first one had way more barmer than like most of their. What do you say, barmer? Boob barmer. Uh, oh, but it has much, for it? It, it has much more of that than uh than like more modern lady equivalents of Iron Man, like Iron Heart. Riri, Riri Williams's costume just looks kind of practical. It looks like cool, cool armor. Yeah, I don't know. If she really spoiled. Excuse me. I don't know if she really spoiled anything or not. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's nothing too there's major. No, there's no way. There's no way that the movie ends with like them just waving with their daughter. I, I really hope that that's just the ending. Like, it's just like they're at the farm <laughs> with Hawkeye's family. It's just a family picnic. Everybody's families are there, <laughs> and everybody's got kids. <laughs> and it's just like that's like that's like the Fast and the Furious ending. It just makes no sense. Like it's Captain America, Avengers barbecue. Yeah, Captain America hands uh, Hawkeye a Corona. 
He yes. says, it really was an Avengers colon endgame. And they phoned it in. Like, like, it was pretty good the first two and a half hours, but that last 15 minutes felt phoned in. Like, it's really not that good. <laughs> also, like, that, I rewatched all the fan, uh, Fast and Furious movies recently. And yeah. the, uh, the overall only thing that they've kept in common, really, other than cars, like, is the Coronas. <laughs> like, because. Yes. Like in the first one, it opens on TV DVD player combos that are being stolen. And then the newest one, they fight uh, like a nuclear sub, right? Uh, on uh, a glacier. Isn't it the newest one? It's bonkers. Like they're just, they're, 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 they turned into the Avengers. They used to be street thugs. The first one was basically point break without the surfing and yes. without the bank robbing. And so they're just, I don't know, robbing highway, rob, highway robbing uh, DVD players. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. So if we could just get, uh, what's his name? I don't even know his name from, like if we could somehow get uh, the Kentucky Sling Blade mofo back from uh, what's his name billy bob no well no but he was the young boy in Flame <gasps> oh yes lucas black is yes, the actor's you name get lucas black and you know what bring in bring in uh uh drift king too bring in dk from from uh from tokyo drift since since villains tend to become Friends. Oh yeah! Like, like it's like they just started doing that every movie, like, yeah. like turning villains into friends. Like, like that was like their basic, their basic thing. <laughs> they still haven't quite addressed, and I and I get it because they didn't mean to kill, you know, uh, Han, but you killed Han. So well, he did. Like he blew him up and or shot him or whatever in the car, and then called Dom and taunted him. <laughs> but but now he's the hero. I get, yeah, I get it. I'm just, I just can't wait till like Hobbs and Shaw too, where it's Idris Elba's the friend now. Yeah, right. Like, like it has to be how it goes. Like he has to be their new super powered friend. And yeah, in the spinoff, it went. Yeah, it's gone to the another fighting nuclear subs. And in the spinoff, the it the whole trailer is about the villain being a superhuman. Like they literally have jumped the superhuman shark, and it's awesome. Like he's getting yeah. like cybernetic implants in his spine or some. They're like, oh, well, sorry, sorry, uh, Tim, or uh, injections. Yeah. Uh, no, it's bizarre. Sorry, Idris Elba brings brings uh, it out of me. The passion. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that buddy movie. Yes, we. We. Me too. Ding. <laughs> that I kind of want that to be the sound effect to start every episode now, but like before the intro, that's just like the, the notice of hey, the podcast is starting. We get Mark's little ding there. Look, we even have we even have our own buddy movie in the uh, in the Star Wars universe. Solo is pretty much a buddy movie eh, for the most part. I mean, obviously, it doesn't fit the the necessary tropes of a of a buddy comedy, but it's definitely there. Shockingly, it, 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 Solo did not win the Oscar it was nominated for. For buddy know, comedy, here's the thing. no, <laughs> Infinity War, Infinity War should have I, I, I honestly, I thought it was going to. I really did. Which one was it nominated for? Special effects. Oh, yeah. And 30 War was really good, except for the uh, weird couple moments. And there was only a couple of them where uh, it looked like they really, really quickly CGI'd Ruffalo's head onto that uh, armor. 
Well, yeah. see, here's the, the thing. The, so, it's a culmination of so much graphically. To oh, this yeah. Point. And the so first, much of it looks perfect. Won. Which one did? First Man? First Man. So, so is it more breathtaking to recreate things that exist right. on film or to create new things that have never, ever existed? So I'm accurately. More the, yeah, I'm more of the let's, you know, I'm more of you should get a, an award for creating things that you've never seen rather than, oh, man, they completely recreated the moon missions. Right. And it's, I mean, obviously I'm not like the lead of ILM here or anything, but I would imagine it's going to be a little bit, not to downplay it, but a little bit easier to recreate space type of like real earth science. Cause well, I'm no, thinking of Star Wars here, space and sparks I, I do th- and stuff. Actually, as, I think on some level, I well, as opposed right. to alien planets that have much more color and depth and texture and all this to them and the characters and all of it on screen at the same time i think the reason why it's easier and i think i don't think it used to be much easier at all but i think that now the way the technology has developed yeah it's not as hard to make something that you have a reference point for somewhat accurately with high quality budgets and technology as it is to make something of whole cloth that is not really there. But that being said, it, I mean, it's still really hard to make it look well, awesome. Yeah. And it's taken so yeah. long for them to get that point. It used to look crappy. Remember? Remember how bad movies used to look? <laughs> and we were like, oh, it looks amazing. Like, it always makes you think of the Zoolander uh, menu, the DVD menu of Zoolander, where he says, uh, he goes through all the buttons. And he goes, the first button is play. And he says, I know what you're thinking. This is a movie, not a play. But uh, a lot of these buttons were made a long time ago when movies were plays. <laughs> but it's true, like a long time ago, movies were plays. They had painted backdrops, <laughs> these tiny little wooden sets. I feel like I don't know, like I, I don't know. We don't need things to be tiny and small in scope, uh, but they also don't need to be. I, I'm conflicted. I, I don't think it has to be like all or all or other. I guess sometimes making something real could be really amazing. Like you need something all yeah. underwater. And it could be the coolest looking special effects of the year. The yeah. the one thing that I like, I was following Twitter last night during the Oscars, and there was sort of a, there was a, a some of the concept artists I, that I follow were kind of, they weren't taking swipes at it, but they were like, yeah, um, <laughs> it was okay. So let's say the costume designer wins, right? And they're like, wow, congratulations. You know, we put a lot of effort into designing these costumes that they then took and do. You know, that, that they then took and ran with. It's so nice to seeing. It's so nice seeing our concepts. You know, win. Do you follow me? Yeah, yeah. And, and so, and that was for a lot of it. So, so you know, you start to think about that. That, that especially with Star Wars or any other, you know, movie like this. The concept artists are really sort of the backbone, and, and I don't think they'll ever win Academy Awards. These guys. So people like, you know, Doug Chang or, or you know, uh, um, Dermot Power or any of the people who've been doing, you know, the Star Wars stuff or, or even uh, um, look at Macquarie, you know. Yeah. So when, you, when you've got a production, when you've got the production designer, when they win or the costuming, uh, the, you know, they have an award. There's still concept art that exists first. That then sort of dictates where the costumer takes the idea from. For Does sure, that makes sense. Yeah, so, oh, sure. And, and, and to varying degrees, like sometimes they go, 
really, really far in innovating something different and very and deviate a lot, you know. And a lot of times, you know, costume designers and concept artists work really, really close in tandem, and sometimes they don't. Like they're just like all in a room of concept artists, and they just pick whatever the best is, and it goes to a team of of costumers, like you said. Like it's really hard to say, like for all of them, but some of them we have visual record of how much <laughs> you know well, how much I, it's been taken from their their you work. definitely look at some of the when you look at some of the stuff from for star wars especially the prequels uh a lot of those you know costumes for padme or or whatnot definitely originated at least it seems to originate with, with the with the concept artists oh yeah well uh, doug chang right well no there was uh oh man i can't he was he was one though right for sure for sure but not necessarily so much the costumes but he's definitely for the for more of the the ships the uh, you know the production as far as the set locations that was his thing i'm trying to remember the name of the of the one who i really like but you know you want you wonder if if they get they get shafted as far as you know recognition because they're certainly you know seeing the amount of work that they put into it and they don't get recognized it's it's kind of it's kind of sad actually and because it's their fingerprint on the movie and it gets no love <laughs> as far as like awards go really huge fingerprint huge fingerprint so like uh, you, you know you've seen all the documentaries where george lucas goes in and he's like okay um i approve this character this look this final look this character's fine and this character's fine but all those characters end up being part of the special effects or the visual effects of the movie so all the people you know how do they decide this guy gets the academy award when there's like 30 people down below that contributed to the design that they then had to animate i hope yeah. that makes sense yeah no no you are so anyways star wars yay so which yeah resistance was on last night oh was it it was good was it got super serial did it oh it did (laughs) the first order now is like kidnapping people who are speaking out against them are they they are you see what i'm doing here did you see it tim i'm being an interested listener you're not motivating the conversation to go forward the way you said it sounded like jason schwartzman in rushmore when he's mocking luke wilson and (laughs) uh he and he says he's in uh because he's on a date with the teacher that he likes uh, jason schwartzman likes and he's giving him guff because and he's drunk because bill murray's got him drunk for the first time ever he's a teenager in high school and he's a crush on this teacher and he looks at her date he says nice nurse's uniform guy and he goes they're or scrubs and he goes Oh, are they? That's what you sounded like. You sounded like <laughs> you were a drunk teenager who was mad that Mark was scamming on his girl. <laughs> or who he I'm thought sorry was for scamming on your girl. Jeez. Well, I can guarantee that that was not what I thought I was going for, but hey. <laughs> so anyways, they they uh, they still hype Faison or they they impound him. They impound the... Well, they, they, well, <laughs> how does it go? Okay, so generally... Hype Faison disappears, and that's the uh, character played by oh, Donald Faison. Um, he disappears, and everyone's like, well, we got to find him. And then slowly, other people start disappearing. And whenever they ask what the could first it mean? order, right, whenever they ask the first order, the first order is like, 
uh, he left. <laughs> and so they're like, Super convincing. Really? He left? So they look and they go, well, his ship's still here. So then they find out that basically the first order is, is taking any dissenters away. So this is the first cliffhanger. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. The cliffhanger ends with um, all of them getting arrested, you know, by uh, the first order. And so that's how it ends. And like, do they say where they're going to be taken or anything? Or? No, uh, they might have. Um, I might have been really sleepy or my bad <laughs> back. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it was good. It was really good. All right. So how long is left until the, uh, is it like the mid-series or season finale? Or is it just a normal uh, that season finale? Was, I think that was 18. I think that was uh, episode 18. And then these are 22 episodes. So there might be four episodes left. Okay. And is that like for the season or like the mid-season finale or whatever? What do you mean season of the mid-season finale? If we're on 18 and there's four episodes left, this is not the mid-season. This is not Vikings. Well, well, but like, didn't Rebels do that? I thought. No, they were done. They'd have. We already had the mid mid season finale for uh for. Oh, during like the holiday time. Oh yeah, if you were paying attention and actually watching right. the show on a weekly basis, you know well, it was then. There, yeah, you'd know that there was already a, a span of time that they had their mid season, and then when they came back with the trailer for the back end of the season, that's when you saw Hux giving his speech. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so that was the trailer for the second part of the first season. Cool. Tim. Yeah, what? You don't, sound, you don't sound interested. Well, I... I like, oh, I, are they? <laughs> I, I, well, <laughs> I, like, I will be at no. some point. It's just... And, like, I, I still have the episodes to watch. I haven't stopped getting them. I just... I don't know. Tim, what do you do, have, have what do, you do in your free time? Various things. That's what I don't no, think there's... I know about. Like, I, am, I don't know what you do. Well, it's just funny because there, there, there's a guy, at one of my coworkers, um, who... Where? At the place I work. Chuck E. Um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, he's, he's in the he's, critter he's, band at, at the Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> he's, he's, exactly. He's a robot. Everybody knows it. I'm, I'm one of the animatronics next to Chuck E. Cheese in the you, creepy corner. I, I just, I love how you've admitted several times now that you are a robot. <laughs> I know, right? Um, no, just one of my, like I said, one of my coworkers. It's like he's made it his life mission to try and find out what I do in my spare time, and uh, it, it's it's at the point now where like it's a competition if he can find out or not. Well, yeah, because you're the super secretive robot he works with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sort of don't blame him. I mean, I have told him some stuff, so I don't know why he keeps pressing, but whatever. So on principle, because he will, if he finds out that I've said what I do in my spare time, he will find this episode and listen to it just to find here's out. The here's the question. Why is this a thing? I don't even know. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it just it, It's the way it is. I haven't questioned it, but I should. Why you're so secretive? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Like, why he cares about what I do in my spare time. No, I mean, do, do you go to movies? Sometimes, not as much as I want to. Like, like a lot of times I'm like, ooh, I want to see that movie, and then I don't make it to actually see it most of the time, and then I eventually see it on TV or rent it or something. Okay, so, so movies as a regular thing you do on a weekly basis is out. I'm going right. to assume that you have, you maybe spend, let's just say you're a workaholic and you spend 60 hours at work, okay? That leaves you a decent amount of time uh, you, you know, you, you seem like a, you seem like a weekends off kind of guy. Okay. All right. So, 
So with that in mind, you don't go to the movies. Do you go out to eat? Uh, not really. Okay, so that's a no. So you don't go out to eat. <laughs> you don't go to the movies. Uh, do you have a significant other? No. So you're not really going on dates. Correct. Uh, okay, so <laughs> that's, do you like, I don't even know if you live near a beach. I mean, not too far, but not far, not close enough to make it worth going do over. You, do, you, do you go hang out in the park? No. I mean, no. do you play frisbee golf or disc golf? There you get now. <laughs> I figured it out. He's a frolfer. World champion. Well, what do you do in your, what do you do in your spare time? <laughs> uh, well... As far this isn't a weekend, but two nights of the week, I'm here. Well, like one night for recording, another night for putting this online. So there's two nights there of spare time. What are you doing the weekend? <laughs> Various things. <laughs> I, I don't have I don't have like a like a strict weekend routine where like Sounds I do this fishy, every man. weekend. <laughs> All I'm saying is, have you checked my Twitter profile? There might be more zeros. Man, you must be like powered down to a lot. Previous episodes. Now, like I said, I don't really have like a, a standard. I, you know, go see a movie every Saturday. You know, it's not that kind of thing uh, for me. It's more Do based you cook? on what's going on. Sometimes, yeah. 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 What's the last thing I'm you pretty made good. for yourself? Ladies or uh, gentlemen, whichever way you go. <laughs> uh, um, what do you like to cook? I, well, this isn't cooking, but the last thing that I made was a um, uh, crap. All I, all I can think of is creme brulee. It's not that, but it, it's like a custardy kind of thing in a dish similar to creme brulee. Was it um, like a flan? Kind of, yeah. It's I can't. I'm drawing a blank right now, but it was kind of like that. It was vanilla flavored, so nothing super special there. But yeah, that sounds pretty good. It was good, actually. It really was. And I make a mean uh, chocolate pudding that's a Martha Stewart recipe. It's awesome. <laughs> this is not where I expected this episode to go. I know, right? Anyway, so with that being said, uh, so resistance is good. It, it's, it's winding down. Uh, definitely something you want to follow. Um, the other thing that I, had, that I had seen on the interwebs was that uh, Gorenson, or Oscar winner. There you uh, go. Yeah, Ludwig Gorenson um, was saying that so far what he's seen about the Man- Mandalorian, you haven't seen anything like that. Doesn't tell me much. <laughs> yeah, it tells you everything. Well, yeah, I haven't seen anything like that except for people in you know Mandalorian costumes. I mean, like, what even is a Mandalorian? We have no idea if you think about it. <laughs> they've don't. never, they've never been any any TV series. Never. Have we seen their outfit, their armor in a Star Wars movie? Like, this is a completely new concept. We have no idea. Oh, here's a question. Wow, smart Alec Tim. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, there's a new fad sweeping the nation in in cuisine. Uh, I'm curious to try it. I'd like to know if either of you gentlemen. It's uh, pickle pizza. What? No. No? In theory, I feel like. Sorry, what? Pickles on pizza? That doesn't sound right to me. It's apparently a thing. I like pickles. Well, I like I, pickles and I like pizza. I don't know if I'm going to combine them. Well, what kind of sauce? Yeah, because I need to know what kind of sauce they do as a base. Because certainly it doesn't seem like a marinara sauce or a red sauce would make much sense. It does, but like I'm just not sure what would. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. I don't know. Huh. A, cre- a cream sauce? The vinegar might make it curdle. Yeah, I'm not sure. That doesn't feel like a weird mix. I do like pickles a lot. I was drinking those pickle slushies from Sonic all the time. What? That sounds crazy to me. Oh, it was good. I like relish. Uh, like uh, You're making Sweet a hot relish? dog or whatever. Relish is good on it. Pickle. Pickle relish. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. We got it. We got a short episode today, don't we? <laughs> well, it's Star yeah, Wars. It's funny. There, well, there are. It's not worth going over right now because it's still very preliminary. But there are some tidbits about Episode Nine that are kind of making their way out a little bit. So, again, I kind of wanted to wait until there's more of a substantial discussion to have about it, just because again, right now you can mention a couple of things, then you go, "Oh, cool," and then that's about it. Fair enough. So. Hopefully, and not too terribly long, that we'll now we can kind of have discussions more leaning that way. Because again, just as a reminder, we are ten months until episode nine, which in the whole scheme of things is not that long. So, I, I have one thing that I want to mention. It's not at all Star Wars uh, related. Just I know it's going to be a surprise to people. Uh, but no, um, everybody should see the movie Action Jackson. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw it when I was a kid, but uh, how, do you, wait, it's, how do you mean it's not Star Wars related? I don't know. Is it? Think. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the lead of Action Jackson? Carl Weathers. Isn't he in a Star Wars show coming very soon? Oh, that's true. You know, maybe that's part of why I've been thinking about Carl Weathers so much. <laughs> seeping into my brain. Because uh, because the tidbit that he is going to be on the Mandalorian, correct? Yes. So we don't know who he's playing. We're pretty sure that Pedro Pascal is the self-titled Mandalorian. So maybe he's the bu- Mandalorian's buddy, the whatever else, <laughs> the, the, some other species. <laughs> but uh, yes. So from there you go. There's a Star Wars connection. That's awesome. It's perfect. Uh, it's amazing. I guess it's like he made this not long after like predator and whatnot and then rocky and everything where he was kind of like getting bigger in the uh late 80s and he was a pretty big name but he'd never like led a, a movie on his own and it's just absurd like they just dropped the weirdest crap like everyone just talked about how badass he is all the time they say that he was uh either doesn't have a mom and was created by nasa like genetically engineered to be the first man to walk without a space suit on the moon <laughs> Or that his mom was molested by Bigfoot and that he's the un- unholy union. This is mentioned in the first few minutes. Then you meet him and his boss is like, you have a law degree from Harvard. Why are you just a cop? Like, like It's like, like you're, the, you're amazing, Action Jackson. <laughs> like, everyone's constantly talking about how amazing he is. It's like uh, Poochie on The Simpsons. But the moment when I decided that it is the greatest movie of all time is at the very end. Uh, spoilers for Action Jackson. His partner has been <laughs> crap the entire movie, and is his former partner for for having lost his uh he lost his gun his gun license and was demoted to desk duty because of uh how he handled this guy uh a Peter De La, the, Peter Delaplane's son Sean Delaplane. We never see Sean Delaplane, but uh Peter is played by uh Coach by what's his face um what's that guy's name? <laughs> Who played Coach? You know who I'm talking about, Mark? He's also in um, uh, Poltergeist, right? Only guy I know from uh, Poltergeist is what? Craig T. Nelson? Craig T. Nelson. Yep, that's it. Cool. He's the bad guy. <laughs> and like, it, it, it's a movie where you see Craig T. Nelson do a bunch of karate, which is amazing. Hell yeah. Nice. 
it's a good reason but at the very so so uh because of of uh this him getting a rich kid guy's uh kid in trouble who who he describes as a sexual psychopath that's the only description there is no of his crime we don't know anything else about it but he's he's committed the crime of being a sexual psychopath <laughs> and, and he committed police brutality so he got demoted and whatnot so this ex-partner is giving giving him crap the entire movie says to him uh at the at the end he sees him at this big confrontation like running around when he's been framed for murder and it's sharon stones in this movie he's been framed for sharon stones murder and he's and he says give me one reason why i shouldn't arrest you right now and uh vanity the uh, singer from the 80s who's also in this movie is the love interest shouts from a window shouts action jackson and when she does <laughs> his partner looks at him and then just throws him his gun and says what the f and but he one second ago he was going to arrest him and now he's literally given him his gun and he knows this man is not licensed to carry a gun any longer it's amazing it's, it, like, like everyone needs to see this movie it makes every every time you've ever like been like why does this happen in a movie like all of those moments in every movie they're in this movie <laughs> there's like a million of them <laughs> so oh i just remember something too I, I meant to tell you guys and i forgot i think if i saw correctly and i haven't researched this but i think <laughs> if we have any listeners in the chicago area i think we've picked up a sponsor for that area so let me know if that is correct, and if you heard an ad, because I'm very interested in finding out if that's true. Um, so again, anybody who listens over there, let me know. I don't even remember what it's for. I should look that up. Is Joey in the? Uh, well, I thought area? so. I, actually, I was thinking about that. I th I think so, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Interesting. Hopefully. I'm gonna look it up right now because I want to see what the what our ad is. <laughs> we picked up a we picked up a sponsor in the Chicago area. Apparently. Man, I, I don't want to do some live. I want to do some live ads. I know. Like I've actually thought about that, but no one like will want us to. Well, can we just start doing ads for places we like then? To hell with it. I mean, in theory, I don't mind, but as long as they, I mean, I don't see why anybody would get upset that we're like giving okay. them free press, right? I mean, all right. Let me come up one with, with one for Coors uh, Banquet Beer next week. We yeah, we do have one in the Chicago. Uh, Indiana and Wisconsin areas. Ooh, what is it? It is Chicago photography. <laughs> right on. You know, what I would say also is that hire these people, if you're going to be at Celebration Chicago, hire these people to take pictures of your, your cosplay. Uh, because they obviously know what they're doing. They know the, to get the correct lighting, uh, the correct uh, uh, lens to use. These people are phenomenal. I... <laughs> money, well, money well spent, in my opinion. They have a website. What's the website? <laughs> I'll send it to you guys. Okay, cool. Excellent. Hold on a second. No, hold on, hold on. No, you have to look at it now. Hold on. There you go. Thank you. Tim, Tim is absolutely <laughs> killing oh, the Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, I'm what? super happy about this. <laughs> The, the 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 key word that jumped out at me immediately over in Chicago <laughs> photography is boudoir. Yeah, boudoir photography. Yeah, yeah, I know that that I just yep. These people are advertising. It makes with more sense. It makes more sense now. These people are advertising. With it us? does make more sense. Is it's all all of our Chuck Tank. No, no. I, I mean, like 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 the 
the, that sweet tangle the of about diagram. that I read. Awesome. <laughs> like the, the little about thing. <laughs> oh, well, that took a turn different from what I was expecting. So if you, I don't even know what to say. If you're going to get down in your cosplay at a celebration <laughs> in your hotel room, Chicago photography. I, yes. I'm really, I don't know. Like I have the ad here. Like I can play it to hear what it sounds like. I don't know if I want to do that or not. Mm. It, I mean, it won't, it won't pick up on the recording. Actually. You should have so. honestly listened to it a while ago, Tim, but uh, oh, it just came through like just the other day. Okay. I'm super happy with this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <sighs> Huh. All right. Are you excited, well, Tim? You, who who are you rooming with, Tim, in Chicago? Do you have a? Uh, are you are you staying by yourself? Uh? I so I've said this before on the show, but like the main reason I credit as to why I'm into there, there are two reasons I'm into Star Wars as much as I am. One of them being the Timothy Zahn novels that I got into at the just the right time, I guess. And one being I kind of grew up with Star Wars around because my dad was a huge, uh, and still is a huge Star Wars fan, and he kind of brought that to me when I was uh, really young. So, um, and Celebration is a thing he's always wanted to go to, never has. So I'm going to be there with him. And uh, we're um, somehow... You going to Celebration with your dad? Yeah. That is cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I am excited about that. And, and I don't know how I made this work, but there's a hotel that is connected to the conference center <laughs> that I got. So, whoa, sweet. <laughs> I know. And it's not, I think, I want to say that there are two. Like, there was one that was advertised, like, on the Celebration website, and then this one was not, but it's still connected to it. So, hey, <laughs> like, it, it's a good, good thing as far as I'm concerned. Are you going to do any, are you looking to do any meet and greets, Tim? You mean like like the pictures you can take with the people there? Yes. Well, I was actually going to ask you about that because I was kind of interested, but I since I obviously haven't done this before and I don't know the scheduling and how it works and all that, I didn't want to like, especially with the pre-orders or whatever, I didn't want to get in with a certain person on a certain day and then realize that's when like the Clone Wars panel was going on and I wanted to be there. There are there are some like you you pretty much if that's what you're going to do, that's what you have to plan for. So let's say, for example, it's, um, it, I don't know, it, what would have been like the big seller? Let, let's say they have uh, Hayden Christensen with Mark Hamill, right? Right. So if the opportunity is to get pictures with, you know, father and son, then that's going to sell pretty quick. So that has to be your plan if that's what you really wanted to do. If that's what you wanted to spend your money on. That's the thing you have to plan for because right. there's only a limited number of spots available for that. There's only a limited number of times that they do it. But if it's other things like, you know, they'll have like the section set up to where there's different, you know, celebrities from Star Wars. So right. you'll be able to get those people at any time, really. It's the, it's the specific ones. And some have rules on taking pictures with them or not. Um, it just depends on who they are, really. I did want to also mention real quick that in the most recent round of guests that they've announced for Celebration, um, not surprisingly, but still cool, they said Billy D. Williams is going to be there. So that's something to look forward to. He was there when I went. He was there at uh, Celebration Anaheim. He was, hopefully, this picks up his popularity because he wasn't... Uh, he really? Was, he was big. Yeah, he went top. Look, the one that had the consistent line was Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, right? Her, her line did not stop. 
Uh, Same at um, New York Comic Con when she was there. Like that, she always had the longest line of anybody, and it was always. I mean, I had the I had the luxury of of working. You know, I worked uh, McDiarmid's line, and then she was right next to us, so I got to at points work her line, but just watch how she interacts with people. She's great. She was awesome, Um, but she was always consistent. And McDiarmid would have his get full. He he'd clear it and then he'd leave. He'd say he would <laughs> the way it was kind of interesting the way he did it, but he would just go in the back and hang out, even though he said he was going to be there from this time to this time, and people had tickets for him. He did not want to come out or sit there if he had an empty line. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he would build up to like fifteen people come out, everyone would cheer, and then they'd do his autographs, and then when the line got dead, he'd be like, I'm going the back, let me know when I have some more people. And then I get it, I mean, you know, if you're a big star, you don't want to be just sitting there, like, with an empty line, because there's nothing, there's nothing more sad than just being a Star Wars person with no line. Right. But that, you know, that's how he avoided it. I mean, like you said, I can see, I can see that that reasoning or that perspective too. Oh, he was great though. He, he was, he was absolutely nice. Uh, and again, you know, you, I would see, I remember going, you'd go to comic con sometimes and just, you know, you'll watch the guy from, uh, that's the guy from last dragon. Um, Jerry, what's the guy from last dragon? Which one? The lead. Oh, I can't, I don't, I, I don't remember the so actor's that guy, name, but that but- guy would just be sitting there by himself. You know, and there'd be no line for him at times. And it's just, it's one of those things when you're walking by, it's kind of sad. Oh, yeah. No, I remember my first few years at Comic-Con, it was before the big surge of everything. Like, like you know, X-Men hadn't come out yet. I think it was the, it was this, or, or it had just come out. It was like the summer that X-Men came out. So comics weren't the buzzword they aren't today. They weren't a huge thing with everyone having their own comic book universe, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and I remember... Every my first couple of years in this one spot in this one corner when you came in this entrance back when the Comic Con floor when the convention floor in San Diego was probably about half the size it is now twenty years ago because it was uh it's been expanded on so much over the years which you, you know Mark but oh yeah uh it was Lou Ferrigno just sitting there like and maybe like twenty people like we'd get more people at my brother's you know comic company like it was at the time it was very small and had one hit, you know, which is the the Blair Witch comic book tie in, you know, and it's like, it was insane. Like how is Blair Witch comic book beating the Hulk? You know, that was what it was in my head at the time. I was like, what? He's the Hulk. And, it, and, but you're right. It's like, it, it does get kind of sad at those conventions sometimes with those people or it can. Uh, yeah. I remember, it. I remember being, it wasn't a long, but granted it was a Sunday. But I went on the Sunday to WonderCon a few years back, and it was, um, oh, man, I can't believe I just blanked on her name. And, and Margot Kidder. So oh, Margot- yes, who just passed away uh, last yeah. year. Yeah, and she and she's just sitting there by herself, you know? Uh, and people Lois come up freaking and, lane. The best Lois right? Lane. But she also had that thing, like, no pictures. And it's like, oh, what? I'm not, at, you know, they would get, some of these ones get to the point that they, you can't even take a picture of them sitting, sitting there. Like, I get that, you know, you can't take a picture with me for free, you know, uh, they're going to charge or whatnot. I, I might disagree with it, but at least I understand it. But, 
you have some people to where they can't take pictures if they're just by themselves even. You may get you may get that with some people at celebration, but uh, probably not. I don't I don't think Ratzenberger is going to get mad if someone's taking a picture of him randomly because I think they announced he's going to be there. They did. Oh, that's my cheers, brother. I know. Like that's the thing. Like so many people who are there, I'm sure, are going to be excited for both. Like, like I I would be excited for both cheers and Star Wars. But at Comic Con, his he had no line. Like when I because there's a, a special section at Comic Con. It's off the floor. It's like on the top level they'll have autographs up there and there was nobody in line for him what's it called the autographing pavilion yeah the, yeah and and the pavilion sat it's just a sad little area because they have people who've won tickets to like there's a huge line for george R. R. Martin, but then you look over and there's you know the guy who played boomer from uh from battlestar galactica and he's just by himself he's probably looking at that line going i, I want some of those those people See, I'm just thinking of Galaxy Quest right now. See, now it kind of is. But I'm, and now I'm thinking of uh, of new Battlestar Galactica Boomer, so I'm thinking of Grace Park, and I'm no, just like, hey, old, all right. Old Boomer. Old <laughs> no, no I, I knew what you meant. I, I was just readjusting to <laughs> improve, improving. <laughs> and, and you're going to see that there's going to be a ton of people who are, you know, I, I know that uh, you're going to have, who is it? Corey D. Williams will be there because he's right, always right. signing. You know, and you'll have uh, uh, any number of the Ewoks that that are always there. There's, they announced there's going to be a Sand Trooper there. Oh, from from what? From a New Hope or yeah. a Special Edition? No, from Special Edition New Hope. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. This is just what an ILM happened to put himself in a costume. I I don't know that much detail. No, maybe. no offense if, if if he happens to be a listener. <laughs> if you happen well, to be a listener, make yourself known, please. <laughs> we just know that, yeah, no, we empathize with you. We love you, even if people aren't uh, beaten down the door to get their get your signature there. You know, we're on your, we're yeah, on I mean, your, I, your team, Stormtrooper. I like I like everybody from from that stuff, but there's yeah. just not a high demand be, for their photos. Things, yeah, it'd be one of those things to where. If you want to autograph, that's cool. If I have to charge because I need to make a living, perfectly acceptable. But then a picture with you should be free. In yeah, my opinion. It's like back in the day when Shaq was the biggest thing in the world and he got all the guff because he wouldn't sign or wouldn't take the picture with a little kid because he, you know, made people pay. And like he got all this bad press, I remember. Because it's like, come on, man. Like and that's if I don't know. <laughs> I think that it's reasonable, you know, especially if it's a little kid, but I don't know. But although keep well, in mind, if anybody we know is going to San Diego Comic-Con, San Diego has a rule. They have to give you a free autograph. Anybody. It's in their book, but it cannot be personalized. You get an autograph in the autograph section of the program. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. They pretty much they state it. It's in small letters. It's like any person there has to give you an autograph. Uh if if they're selling autographs. I'm not talking about a random, you know, guy walking along. But if they've set up a space for an autograph and you want an autograph from them, they can they will autograph your book for free. See, I just before you said, you know, with the, with the caveat, I guess you'd still work with the caveat of they have to be selling their autograph. So what you do is you just get somebody who's like 
I don't know, like a kid from a movie. Like, let's say um, you get the youngest Culkin or something, you know, who was in Signs and whatnot. I think he's still acting. He's not even that young anymore. He's like probably like 28 or something. <laughs> but uh, so that kid, let's say uh, Rory Culkin is at Comic Con signing something and a super fan who's obsessed with him sees him later on demanding he sign it. He's too busy. He's not doing it right now. He won't sign it. And it tur- it just dovetails into like a, uh, an almost like a cable guy esque experience. You guys remember the Jim Carrey movie cable guy where the, he just like stalks him. It's just like, no, it says in writing, you have to give me your autograph. It's just like, what's going on? <laughs> like, read my program. It says right here. Yeah, he just ruins his life because of this weird stipulation. <laughs> the one, the one of the one guys who's always at San Diego and will, should actually have a resurgence this year is Martin Cove, who played uh, uh, oh the bad guy in the Karate Kid movies, for lack of a better term. Oh wait, wait, what? Oh, oh the, the I got you, Zabka's <laughs> trainer. Yes, like he's the always really there. Bad guy. The actual yeah, he's bad always guy. there. And you so walk I was by like, that's not his name. It's Billy. It's Billy Zabkin. You know it. <laughs> like, I, I, for a split second, my name was like, make any sense. Mark's been replaced with a pod person. <laughs> but I was like, oh wait, no, that guy's master. I think this year though, he'll actually get like a lot of people. Oh, because oh yeah, because Cobra Kai come back before then. I think. No, right. uh, we're about to get the new trailer for it. Ooh, do you, did, but they haven't said the they haven't announced the release date yet, right? No, but they they just announced today they were about to get the trailer for it, and I think it's like ten episodes. Nice. That first season was so good. Yep. Tim, you watch it? No. That, yeah, it was on I, YouTube, right? Like YouTube yeah. Premium or whatever. Yes, know, it is called you YouTube, YouTube Premium now. It was called YouTube Red. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's why I didn't see it. <laughs> hey, YouTube whoa, Red whoa, whoa! What is snub? <laughs> I mean. Their this, comedies have been great. I mean, that one's like kind of a dramedy. Like it's got comedic moments, but there's also. I mean, well, I mean, well. they might be good. I just mean, I don't have that service. Like I can't, I, I can't watch them. Well, I mean, you could get the service, or you know what I, you know what I did? The free trial. <laughs> this <laughs> episode brought to you by YouTube Premium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try the free trial and and watch the show, and then never go and back. Then, yeah, and then drop it right. <laughs> Right as the trial ends, and be like, "Oh, pay for this." You know what they should do? Like, if they were smart, they'd have free trials, except like the last episode of a season would be locked. So, like, you know, they would, in a very mean way, like force people to try to keep it up if they wanted to see the end of the. That's sadistic. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, it might work better. Don't give them any ideas, Tim. Right, because they listen to us. Well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're looking at everything now, and the DC, the DC one's dead or dying. It's going to be folded into the Warner one that, that's coming. Obviously, Disney's is coming, and Netflix is raising its prices, and Hulu sounds like Hulu's going to take all the crud that Disney's buying that they can't put on uh, the Disney streaming channel. Right, anything that is adult-related. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, and as far as not streaming, like a lot of it will probably still be made for television, but wouldn't be on 
clearly the Disney Channel. Uh, so it'll be on FX. They'll keep FX, FX and FXX around, which used to be Fox Soccer, I think. <laughs> but 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 I mean, you'll get probably that stuff on on the streaming center uh, on Hulu. So you'll get Sons of Anarchy and and what else did they do? It's always Sunny in Philadelphia. I imagine we'll. Oh yeah, and like whatever Hulu exclusive. I can't remember the name of it, but it, they also had the the Tom Hardy show was on that too. Oh uh, yeah, when season yeah. two of that tattoo, oh not tattoo, taboo, taboo. tattoo. <laughs> that 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 one about how Tom Hardy got a tattoo. Uh, well, he has no, a tattoo um, that says taboo. That's the one. That's the that's the, that's the entire show. No, um, <laughs> no other Today's than episode is the first T. <laughs> that's right. Other than Simpsons, which has an exclusive on the FX app. Clause the only streaming Simpsons can be on is that or an on demand through cable. That's it. Um, but everything else I think that is on FX, as far as all, I think just all the FX original programming, uh, does have like a deal with Hulu. I remember because, like, uh, I really liked the show, um, Man Seeking Woman, uh, starring Jay Baruchel that was on FX. And when it was on, they would like once a season was done, they would leave FX and go on Hulu. And I think that that's, that seems to be their deal for most things. Like same thing with Always Sunny, and uh, so I, yeah. And it would be the same way with Legion, and uh, and which is already a Marvel property that was on television on FX. So, so you think the the Netflix Marvel shows are going to go to Hulu? That's what um, Jeff Loeb, the guy who runs all of it, or you know, you know he's not the biggest, biggest, biggity, uh, big wig there. Uh, he's under Ike Perlmutter, but he's but he actually like he's worked on all of them. He works on Shield, he works on all the Netflix shows, uh, Cloak and Dagger. Um, Sorry, my bad. I don't worry. Uh, <laughs> Legion, uh, Runaways, every one of them, whether it's for Hulu, FX, whatever, he's worked on all of them. Whether it was a Fox thing like legion which was through x-men or gifted which is on which is on fox and was you know an x-men show all of this stuff it wasn't separated the same way like uh the movie rights are like all of it is under them which is interesting right but all the stuff that they're creating now is not right but uh and it's not all connected to the movies as much as it should be but hopefully it will be over time They'll smooth that out maybe with the Fox acquisition. I don't know. But I think that it makes sense to put it all on Hulu. And I, I, it'd be cool to get the Netflix shows moved over there. Like they, they seem to want to keep them going. And what they, like none of, none of them but Iron Fist, I think you could even argue were canceled because of viewership. Because I did read that its numbers like got really, really, I mean, all, all the shows, most shows, whether they're on network, cable, streaming, whatever, lose viewership over time. But, uh, I feel like uh, none of those were enough to justify canceling them other than maybe Iron Fist. Like the rest of them feel like they just canceled them because Netflix didn't want to play ball with them anymore with them having a competing service. Well, I don't even know. I don't even know what the the second season of Iron Fist was like as far as numbers, but the first season was apparently pretty damn good. Yeah, I think it was a drop off from from what I had heard, but I don't I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, there has to be a drop off not not to not to say I, I'm a bellwether for anything. But I haven't seen the second season of Jessica Jones, Punisher, uh, Luke Cage, third season of Daredevil, or the second season of Iron Fist. So I, I just got a lot of stuff. There, there. It is overload right now. There's so many things to watch. 
Yeah, we're all like we're inundated, and like I recently discovered and quality that, stuff too. I guess I didn't realize that they had switched the prices from when I first moved into my place at my my uh, internet service. I didn't have any cable for a long time. Now I have the most basic. I still have a cable box, but I have on demand access to like their most basic. I think Latino package because of the neighborhood I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have Disney still. Can't watch Resistance. But I have like all these like random channels, including HBO and Stars. It's just it's really weird. Uh, like like, but I have like this promotional rate that I have access to streaming, and I've been watching stuff. But like looking at that, like seeing like I have Stars, Showtime, and HBO now on top of I used to just have what Hulu and uh, and Netflix. It's like freaking bonkers. I don't even have Amazon right now. If I had Amazon, like, like I could spend all day looking at crap that I could watch. You know. And there's new stuff all the time. And like you said, the, you know, there's the CBS service, which I get you know, briefly every year so I can binge on Star Trek. Or uh, there's uh, the DC service, like you said, that's kind of like failing, even though, I don't know, Doom Patrol seems cool. Uh, and Young Justice I like, but they can't, you can't support a streaming service on one show. <laughs> you know? I mean, you know. Not anymore. Not when Netflix drops like eight seasons a week of something. Which, you know, I'm really, I'm kind of interested. This is a little bit off topic, um, but not really at the same time. I'm kind of interested because it seemed like there was a while there, like you said, where Netflix was really trying to like take by storm the whole new content thing. And it probably still are, but I just, I'm not seeing like the media side of it as much as I used to. Like like the the commercials or just the press or whatever. I've been seeing a lot more coverage for Amazon Prime stuff. I, I feels like, and I mean, I know at the Oscars just got some Netflix stuff, but I don't know. It just felt like I was seeing all the time all this Oscar or the Netflix stuff, and I'm not really seeing it much anymore, except for when you you know pull up Netflix. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't I don't know. Well, look, they just had their advertisement for. The Irishman, which is Scorsese's new film with Pesci, De Niro, um, um, Pacino, you name it. You know, it, yeah, it almost looked of, like it could be a De Niro Pacino buddy movie. Yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of return. It, well, it's a return. It's a return to, to the mob and it's and it's in Scorsese. So, you know, I guess they're premiering that in the theater at the same time it's on Netflix. And that's one of those movies that I will absolutely go see in the theater. Um, it does look pretty it, rad. It does. And then in the next month is the Highwayman with Costner and Woody Harrelson about the people that took down Bonnie and Clyde. And so you've got these movies while they still have their new series coming in. And they're buying so much stuff, you know, the the King uh, Kingdom which I just watched was a, a really good, really good and bloody and violent and scary. Is that um, the Korean zombie one? Oh, it was fantastic. I think I saw a trailer for it, and like I just need to be in a spot where I know I have the time to dedicate to the subtitles. But I, I definitely, I well, wanted to watch it because the trailer looked awesome. So, so I never used to think about these things. I never ever used to think about these things, but it comes up now because of the way society is. So I watched some of it subtitled, and I watched some of it dubbed. So the the dubbed all all the. All the all the people are speaking English with with Asian accents. So the question is: Is that intentional? Did they hire people who who spoke, 
you know, English as their second language, or do you think they hired people to put on vacation accents? Yeah, the first one that's kind of nice, and the second one that's really weird and messed up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm trying like, to think. I'm just, trying to think if that's if that would be normal with any anything else. Like if you're watching a Russian, if you're watching a Russian show, let's say, and I don't know any Russian show, but if they have if they have it dubbed, are the people speaking, you know, like the, Natasha and, and Boris? From my only experience, like. Well, like my only really extensive experience is anime because everything else I've seen like have been films more than anything that's foreign language and they're or you know Spanish language stuff and they're they're subtitled you know that I that I've watched so but they don't the, right the dub stuff I've seen of, of, of as far as anime is none of them have ever had either someone who already has an accent because they're a second language speaker like you say or uh, or like put on an affect none of them have ever done that ever <laughs> like, like, yeah, I, right. I, I can't recall that ever being a thing you know like, exactly disney are the people who produced like like the like the american dubs for all the ghibli stuff right remember? and they were like, just people speaking if they're if you know you'd have like yeah, poco's Jonathan Stewart. taylor thomas uh, and and uh and uh what's the one howl's moving castle is like emily blunt and um uh, batman uh what's his face christian bale so like absolutely man but like it's they don't ever do that that's that is it it could be really nice it could be bad either way it's maybe noteworthy just because it's different that's that that feels remarkable and that it's definitely different huh yeah because now that we start bringing out more examples i'm like okay this definitely is different no i, I was gonna say um uh russian doll i watched uh and i really liked it was just a, like a new version of the kind of groundhog's day Every day repeats itself, uh, comedy or you know high concept uh, idea for a movie or a show, and, and it was just really really good and interesting and fun and funny. I, I highly recommended that, and and I did see a lot of people talking about it, but I do feel like you're right. Like I remember, was it last summer? Everyone was talking about um, the Amy Adams show on on HBO, and then I've seen a bunch of stuff about stuff on Amazon or whatever. Like I still hear about stuff about Hulu. Uh, or Netflix, most m- more than Hulu, probably. But like, I feel like Netflix it doesn't dominate the conversation the way it used to. I feel like that's true, right? Jim. Right. Well, it's- and then from what I from what I saw, Amazon Prime is about to double down on their on their um, fantasy offerings because they they're yeah, Lord of the Rings already in pre production and they just yeah, they just, like, and 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 they're rolling started. out they're rolling out these little teases with with tweets and everyone's trying to figure out you know well. Because they're because they're they're putting out a map, and every time they tweet, the map um, gets gets expanded. So everyone's trying to figure out when exactly the story is going to take place. Because there's definitely things on the map that are leading to people leading people to think it's the second age. I don't know what any of that means, um, but the second age of Middle Earth or whatnot. So they've got their thing going, and then I think they're also doing a uh, is it Terry Pratchett. Uh, the Wheel of Time or some series, Robert Jordan perhaps, and I know they have they have uh, I think Amazon has uh, Good Omens coming from from Neil Gaiman. Yeah, yeah. And it's got who who's the people in that? It's the guy who played Doctor Who, David Tennant, and then the guy from just about every other British movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was in he was in Tron Uprising. Uh, he was the guy who ran the bar. Not Tron Uprising, Tron uh, Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. 
Oh, I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about? Is it Michael Sheen? Yes, him. It is? Yes. <laughs> I didn't even remember him from that. I literally was just like, I can't remember who that was. But he did play the the very much Shining-esque robot bartender in that Chris Pratt, uh, uh, what's-her-face movie? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Passengers? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff coming out, you know? It's just, we have to see which one we want to pay for. Because I know I'm paying for Disney+. Plus. That, that's yeah. a given. Yeah. That's, that's not a given. That's like an absolute must well, <laughs> at this point. Especially now that, that supposedly there's a third television series that they're working on. And, according, uh, to, uh, the, according to Disney bought the rights to a name or something or registered a, a production. According to Fanthatrax, I believe. Well, Do and we know what it's called? Well, and, yeah, and well the production series three is what they're going under. That's the actual but, name of the, of the series. Are you referencing a series that at one point was going to be a movie? No, it's different now. This is a different one. Oh, because there's that too. Yeah, there was that one that they thought might be Obi-Wan, but this is something else. Huh. They, they just got registered within the past couple of days. Okay. I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> I ain't doing it. I ain't doing people's job for you. This is why we have a podcast, so people don't have to look it up. Uh, but here we are. That's okay. It's very us. But yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff coming down the pike. You guys remember that uh, Tom oh, Selleck no. movie Alibi, Mark? You remember no. that one? I was trying to keep it as silent as I could to make Mark think he was like cut off or something. <sighs> Sorry, <laughs> I should have let you know. But I, I had the Randy Newman theme song from the Tom Selleck movie Alibi in my head. I don't know about. I, like, I can't contribute to that conversation. <laughs> it's called It's called Fallen in Love. Is the name of the song. You should look it up. Randy Newman can't sing. He's a brilliant songwriter, writes great songs, but he just kind of sing talks them, just says them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Mark, Mark no, did a great impression of that once. There's no singing, sing songing to his voice. It's amazing. Shut people got. I still do love that song. I love social commentary if it is expressed by just saying the most hateful, bigoted stuff towards short people. <laughs> 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 It's yeah, so I, love, I love LA. Yeah. From, smart from, ass. What is it? From the valley to the <laughs> ocean to the west side to the east side. It's like, shut up, dude. <laughs> well, at one point, he's just <laughs> shouting out street name. Santa Monica yeah. Boulevard. You're like, wait, what? Who cares? Like, stop. <laughs> like, I'm I, like, I like your, I like your fine. <laughs> Oh, do they play that all the time? Oh, God. If, see, if you're not, that is the official theme song for the Dodgers. So if you are, if, if you dislike the Dodgers as much as I do, that song takes on extra meaning. <laughs> I am not a Dodger fan. I'm an Angel fan. I don't know, I'm not like the hardcore, like anti-LA people, but a lot of people are. But I've been here long enough that like I also, I feel like when people are bagging on it, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get well, the thing from. is, I even hate like the the official song of the angels is that stupid song by Train, calling all angels. Oh, oh is God. it? Yeah, and I even hate that song. At, at a certain point, it's like just enough. Give me something oh, that I- that reminds me of the best thing in my old job. We would uh, we'd spend times where we were really bored. We would look up Train lyrics. I forget what one of their like <laughs> biggest songs. I can't remember which one it was. 
But do we see the same song? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Drops of Jupiter. I figured. So we tried to figure out how to make it make sense, right? So what we did (laughs) was we would run it through Google Translate over and over and over. So we put it into Turkish and then translate that into Russian and then put that into Korean and that into, you know, and every time and every once in a while put it back to English and then to something else. And it's eventually like you do that like 18 times. Pretty good song. (laughs) (laughs) Nice poetry. The the meanings go straight to the heart at that point. (laughs) It really cuts through the the BS. (laughs) It speaks to your soul. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've seen like on the Tonight Show, they've done that. They'll take songs and put them through, but like one language and then back just to see the the difference. Uh, But no, I have not heard about like the continual usage of train lyrics. I like that. No, it's trained and you do it several times. Eventually it becomes amazing poetry. <laughs> Brought to you by Google. That's right. Who is not a sponsor of this podcast, but if they were, we'd tell you that they're the best search engine to use out there. I mean, you know, Bing, yeah, they're, they're out there. And and uh, what are other ones? Ask.com, uh, is that even still a thing? I feel like it is. And uh, How do they get by? Yahoo, that's another one. They they have a search engine. Oh, that's uh, true. I mean, they're they're all you know they they got their stuff. But Google. Remember like, when computers man. used to start up and when you get them and they'd start on Yahoo, and yeah. like that's how they'd come. Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo! Oh, I remember when they had that Super Bowl commercial, Mark. They're all dead. Yeah, they were huge. Yahoo was Yahoo dominated. Google wasn't a verb yet back then. Well, I hey, swear they that's used, the point I, I was going to make. In Wreck It Ralph, they used Ask Jeeves. And I was like, oh, I remember them. It wasn't, I don't think it was called that, but it was the same thing, right? Like the Possibly. guy they were talking to. It, 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 it was very much the same vibe as Ask Jeeves. It felt like Ask Jeeves. I think that might have been Alan Tudyk who did that. Who's going to be at Celebration? <laughs> and who's K2SO and Star Wars, Star Wars Connection. Plus, he was in the first record, Ralph. Uh, plus, he is uh, the voice of Mr. Nobody in Doom Patrol. As soon as it goes back to our conversation about streaming plays, uh, shows and whatnot, because that's on the, uh, the DC, the, f- the currently failing DC app. And speaking gonna, of di- the streaming wait. services like Disney Plus, he is also the voice of the Duke of Wesselton in Frozen. And there's nice. a second one, Frozen coming out, also which true. brings us back to the point of the trailers for Disney coming out, which means that we're almost going to get a Star Wars trailer. Ooh, you did a good job. Six degrees of separation. I'm reaching deep there. Are you going to the 20th uh, anniversary panel of Phantom Menace, Tim? That w- that's on Monday, right? Well, whatever the last day is, I believe. I, pro- uh, pro- I, I mean, that's I like to. Yeah. Yeah, I like to, but probably not because I'm planning on. I think Mondays can pretty much be my travel back day. Oh God, Tim! You know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, like I have a job and and I need to take time off. But I also need to do it. I get it, but Jake Brag. Lloyd might be there. Jake Lloyd might be there. <laughs> Hello. I mean, looks like it'd be cool. Like I'm fine going. I just they're don't, gonna they're gonna, wheel, cool. they're gonna roll Jake Lloyd out with like the the Hannibal Lecter mask because he's committed or whatever. I'm sorry. Never mind. I don't get whoa, that's, that's a little dark. I don't get why uh, why Tim is just so hatefully malicious towards uh, Parnilla August. Like you know, because Shmi might be there, and I don't get why you're like <laughs> like you're like whoa. I don't want to be anywhere near that. 
<laughs> flee the state. Wow. Uh, well, no. What I was gonna say is that um, Mark or we, someone just re- yeah, Mark just referenced Hannibal Lecter, right? Yes. Which brings us back to Pringles at the end of last week's episode. How is he doing? Is he still a little psychotic like Hannibal Lecter? Or is he doing okay? Probably. I'm not. I don't know. I'll ask him next time. <laughs> I sort of feel like I hear Pringles can. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pringles. <laughs> Pringles can. Dog food. <gasps> oh, no. Are you forcing Pringles to subsist on dog food? <laughs> My dog has to eat. That's, that's reasonable. You know, you know what, though? Like, I really do feel like at this point, if... I'm not sure, but if anybody's still listening, I think that they're like gonna not be any much longer. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so... gonna be loud now. <laughs> oh, you're being loud. <laughs> I like Tim says. Always oh, seems like you're doing something at the end of the podcast. Yeah, I I start figuring out I gotta get stuff done. That's not, hey, that's fine. My, dog, yeah, my I... dog's looking at me with sad eyes. No, you gotta feed your dog, man. Gosh, Tim. There she is. She's laying on the ground right now, golden retriever. She's looking at me like, "You didn't start the microwave. <laughs> you didn't. You're not heating up my food. You heat up the food, man." <sighs> All right, hold on, Miley. No, that reminds me of uh, my my sister in law's dog, uh, Baxter, that doofus. He uh, <laughs> he was homeless in Modesto when they got him. Okay. And I guess that the Humane Society here in California gives their animals to Portland a lot because all the crazy, hippie, weirdos love, love animals. <laughs> adopt them all. Homeless people will adopt animals there and take care of them. <laughs> but, uh, so, but he had been living with homeless dudes in Modesto, California. And when we got him, like, when I was around him all the time, I had to stop him from eating nails on a daily basis. He's, a, he's an idiot. He would, <laughs> he would eat garbage. He'd eat dirt. And rocks and like he was not a smart animal and now like they have to like pour like chicken water like and like like put like 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 fat from meat on top of the the dry dog food or he won't eat it and i'm like screw you <laughs> like, like, got, oh freaking like you're on such a high horse now you, you little weirdo like i knew you when you literally ate garbage in front of me all the time and now you're like dry dog food i'm not so sure it's like i've seen you eat paper <laughs> like come on like now now you're picky and picky yeah well that did not come out of me right (laughs) nice i meant to say being picky but for some reason there was a cross in my brain it (laughs) didn't come out that way (laughs) it was weird like like there was some sort of circuit that malfunctioned there and you got to witness it that's your catchphrase tim that's not what i wanted as a catchphrase you're being you're picky and picky (laughs) okay flopsy (laughs) Hey, did, did I get it right? You did. Cool. Okay. Well, again, <laughs> at some point, I feel like we we will have to actually conclude this. Or I mean, mm-hmm. we can go for like a twenty four hour podcast. I might get fired. That's okay. I mean, it's actually, it's not. But no, no, I've already moved on. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, thank you for being on. This is. Uh, always, you know, say this all the time, but it is a highlight of my week to get to talk to you guys about this, and it's always fun. So I will, I guess, end it without Pringles because apparently he's not making a, an appearance tonight. Thankfully, he's not got the hungers for the flesh of man any longer. <laughs> from what we hear, we haven't heard from him directly, so he might still surprise us, but in theory, 
he should be okay now. It's Pringles. You never know. <laughs> That's true. All right. Again, thank you guys for being on. And uh, until our next episode, everybody have a great rest of your day when you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>